Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, men and women, Rodney, Raymond, and Ichabod. It is Friday, August the 20th, 2021. And for those who are confused as to who they are, what they are, and where they're going, hang in there. Dad's here. And I'll be right back because we're going to get started with the Paul Truesdale Podcast. The Paul Truesdale Podcast is sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing, and Longview Forecasting, practical forecasting for the busy professional and business owner. The Paul Truesdale Podcast, general business and economic observations, individual wealth, tips, tricks, tools, or techniques, and things that made Paul raise his eyebrows, shake his head and purse his lips while taking a deep breath. Let's get started. I'm going to start off with something that's uh, pretty deep, and that is silence. That's right, silence in the face of extreme is not golden. There's nothing to rejoice in silence when you have extreme moral provocation. It is truly an act of those who are cowards. We have an awful lot of people who have a incredible sense of helplessness, a feeling of desperation. They feel defenseless. They're willing to allow others to subjugate them on a daily basis. And the question is, why? And for what purpose and to what end are we involved in this? Now, look, let me make it perfectly clear. The world's not going to hell in a handbasket. There's no chicken little going on, but there are trends that you ought to be awfully concerned about. Now, we all know the drill. Here's what's going on today. If you dare criticize what is going on by the government in any way, shape, or form, if there's a war in Afghanistan or in Iraq, if we decide to force people into labor camps who have not been vaccinated, if you say the militarization in our political culture and the mindset doesn't square, we're, we're out there trying to intimidate people and blackmail them and pay them off by strong-arming them and, and then engaging in full-scale propaganda, the apparatus of all of the components of the government on a federal level, social media, and the remnants of what we call journalism, where everybody is just insanely ready to pounce and ostracize and isolate those who question anything. Being labeled as misguided and dishonored, ungrateful individuals, get out of our country. How dare you speak against anyone? And yet you know and I know that many people intuitively feel that the inability to question rationally is not just wrong, it's inhumane. The rigidness in which mind control has been going on, demanding the consistency of lemming walk and the hell with human rights is weird. It's really weird. When you are old enough to have gone through the 50s and 60s, when you have parents that went through the 30s and 20s and 40s, and you see that there is literally a totalitarian propaganda machine that is now criminalizing behavior that is just normal. It's weird. As 
a businessman who cannot say the word businessman who is supposed to say business person, or maybe I should actually say business biped. I just find the inner and outer consistencies of what we call liberal humanitarianism. In other words, we're going to do a war to free you. We're going to have intervention and strip you of your native human existence, your culture, in, in order to give you republicanism, but people don't use that word, we'll use democracy, even though there are no democracies. We're going to engage in regime change, but we got to do it at the point of a barrel of a gun. And yet at the same time, we quote Mao Zedong, who says power comes from the barrel of a gun as a person to ignore, criticize, and always demean. I can tell you absolutely unequivocally, beyond exclusion of every reasonable doubt, the reason why I feel I am successful in life is I read both sides. I listen to both sides. I question everything because I deal in facts. And when facts are meaningless and a fad becomes a trend and a trend becomes fact, where opinions are now more factual than the actual facts, it is difficult to get your head wrapped around it. With that being said, let's get this out of the way. Due to Paul's extensive holdings and that of his clients, you should assume that he and his firms have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. By listening to this podcast and using this website in any manner, you understand the information presented is provided for informational purposes. Nothing said, written, or otherwise communicated in any form should be construed as an offer, recommendation, or solicitation to buy or sell a security. There are uh, three people that uh, continue to appear in the uh, Paul Trusdell podcast, and that is Rodney Raymond, and I want to introduce you to Ichabod. Ichabod is a safe word, a safe, because frankly, there's not that many Ichabods running around. I want to make it perfectly clear that I have absolutely no problem whatsoever with people who are ignorant. See, ignorant people simply do not have the information they don't know they missed school that day on whatever topic is being discussed i can tell you that i'm ignorant on a lot of topics i don't know everything i never have a problem telling people i don't know i i don't know on this topic i'm ignorant i don't i don't know now rodney is a person who if they had half a brain would be dangerous I got that phrase from my father who had to call out a young man who was behaving very badly and in front of the entire neighborhood, all of us guys, my dad said, Rodney, if you had half a brain, you'd be dangerous. Now get the hell off my property. Big dumb SOB. There's a lot of Rodneys out there. Unfortunately, there's a lot of Rodneys who are in positions of authority. But more dangerous than Rodneys are Raymonds. Raymonds are midwits. Raymonds are those who have just enough knowledge or education. They think they know everything about everything. They reject common sense. They're horrible to deal with. And those people, midwits, are everywhere. Now, I do use the word stupid. And stupid people come in all shapes and sizes, all incomes and net worths, all races, and uh, all sexes. All 37 or 57 hinds of sexes. I guess, can we, can we say 57? There are probably 57 different sexes now. I mean, you can be full-blooded female, full-blooded male, and probably every combination in between, right? And then you may be from Pluto, and so as a Plutotian, I don't know what your sex would be because you're a dog. But on the other hand, you do have a planet, so... Platushon, Platotians, uh, Platushans, Platotians, you know, tomato, tomato, potato, tomato, whatever. Yeah, they have rights too. But midwits are, are uh, very frustrating. 
And who's an Ichabod? Well, an Ichabod is uh, the kind of a person that you would refer to as intelligent yet idiot. They're very heavily into the academic world. They have it piled higher and deeper. Don't get me wrong. I've gone the whole way. So has my wife. I know a lot of people have gone the whole way, but not everybody has any common sense. And before I go back and start talking more about totalitarian propaganda, I want you to understand that I ask two questions of people on a real regular basis. And I can tell you, having been in my business for a long, long time, these two questions are incredible indicators as to who I'm going to deal with and how I have to deal with them. Yes! I asked the question, when you were a child, did you have a piggy bank? Did your parents give you a an allowance and did they make you put part of your allowance in the piggy bank? But to get the allowance, you had to do chores. I can tell you my little favorite phrase, absolutely unequivocally beyond the exclusion of every reasonable doubt, those that had parents that raised them with piggy banks, they were required to do chores and they were paid for their chores. And I'm talking about young. We're talking little guys, little guys that are in their, oh, two, three, four, five, you know, once you start getting five or six, it's too damn late. You got to get these guys understanding what money's all about at a very early age. So many teachers will say, oh, we can't do that. Children won't understand the concept of money at that age. Yeah, well, no, no, that's not true. Children do understand because money is not that tough if you actually begin to train, not indoctrinate, train children about money. Of course, inevitably, someone will say, oh, you're a horrible person because you're teaching children to love money. Wrong, wrong, wrong. What we're doing is you want to teach children how to properly use money, not to love it. It is what it is what it is. So a lot of these Ichabods are um, in positions of authority. They are those, well, the ones who are, you know, their eyes are always brown. Now, they may have been born with blue, green, or, you know, hazel eyes, but they're brown and their nose is brown because they have their nose and their lips stuck where they shouldn't have them, you know, planted. They're bureaucrats who do nothing but just play the political game, whether it's in politics or business and charities, no matter what it is. They're just pure politicians. And to get ahead, they have their associates and bachelors and masters and doctorate. And oftentimes these pinheads will go out and write a paper that has, you know, nothing new, but they have all the proper documentation, the sightings. They'll use the MLA or the Chicago style for writing. And oh, by God, it's the same crap that's been written 437,000 times before. But because they dotted the I's and crossed the T's, they are going to get a wonderful PhD. And then they wind up telling the rest of us what to do. Now, the problem is when you have this ironclad embrace of the IYIs, the Ichabods that are out there, what you're doing is you're allowing them to create psychological walls. You're allowing people to deny you on a massive and collective basis the ability to use the mechanism that most people have a lot more of than they use, which is good old-fashioned common sense. You see, in many 
states, it's still illegal and across the world to homeschool because we have to get our children trained not to learn, not to question, not to grow, but to tolerate the orders that they must follow and for, well, society to grow. Anything and everything has to go. And yet, at the same time, we have this collective feeling of superiority. We can control the heavens and the earth, which means climate. And when we have so much going on, we're confused by what should we be doing physically, emotionally, intellectually, our relationships. And financially, we make mountains out of molehills. We take simple financial products and make them so incredibly complicated that we frighten people with complexity. We become subservient admirers to the IYIs who are the Ichabods. That is not only dangerous, but will bring down a nation. This afternoon I was having a conversation and the gentleman and lady that were in my office are in their 80s and they literally said, we don't know who to believe. We literally don't know who to believe anymore. You get on television, you listen to ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, all of them, and it's it's so much horse manure. And I had a I just decided to start talking to them about the psychology and the, the, the psychological components of totalitarianism. And it was, I don't know, it just kind of rolled off the tongue and I just decided to go with it. You see, not only do we have this feeling that we're so superior to everything in the world, but we're complicit to the frightening, subversive men and women who are admirers of totalitarianism. Now, I want you to get out of your vocabulary this, this fact that capitalism is a form of government. It's not. Capitalism and communism are brothers and sisters, folks. And what you have to do is begin to look at the real world from a perspective that does not involve rose-colored glasses. You cannot look at things based upon memes. And if you cannot do that, then find those who are willing and able to help you understand, or at the very least, if you're going to abdicate, be careful who you abdicate to and make sure that you avoid the charlatans that are out there. Now, see, this whole idea that people should have profound guilt over their anatomy, their genetics, their background, their history, their race, their sex is incredibly totalitarian and psychologically manipulating at its core. You have people who live in gated communities who have not, they have for years have not been around, if ever, lived in an overcrowded environment where the conditions are hardly antiseptic. It's tough. It's hard. People are shot. People are killed. But the psychological totalitarianism that's being used to tightly lock down those who are weak-minded, the midwits, who are the majority of our country now, with a worldview of domination, we can control everything as long as you follow the rules. We have a license to conquer. We are so incredibly arrogant. This mental, cultural, ideological, corrupted, institutional framework that we have is weird. I mean, it's just plain weird. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. I was on Facebook and I saw a posting by a commanding officer at a major law enforcement agency that I'm familiar with. And the, the guy has bought hook, lion, sinker into war is peace. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> freedom is slavery and ignorance is strength, especially when it comes to vaccines and COVID and the believability of the lies that have been told for many, many decades. The bottom line is brainwashing is a legitimate thing. Every government, every society has done it. And we have so many people that are following such irrational, counterintuitive concepts. You sit back and go, what the hell's the matter with you? George Orwell's 1984 is a must read. It is a must read to understand the concept of totalitarianism and the act of psychological manipulation and the use of the mass media deployed by governments to manipulate thought patterns of their citizens and those beyond. Day in and day out, the seed is planted, the idea grows, you're constantly compounding information in your brain where you don't know what is real. A false sense of reality where an opinion is fact and facts are unworthy of discussion. That is where we are in many cases today. And at the core of every psychological manipulation program going on, and understand there are programs that do this. Read about MKUltra. Read about it. At their very core, it is a means to achieve a goal. And the goal is totalitarian control. And totalitarian control is never completely achievable unless there is absolute psychological manipulation on an ongoing and regular basis. We're going to stop with that. There's a lot to unpack here. It's not to be a Debbie Downer, but you need to think about it. This podcast is designed to get you to think about it because I do every day. I've complained for decades that the quality of information in which to make solid financial decisions when it comes to investment advisory services, doing the best for my clients is getting harder and harder. Going to the root and not to the book is becoming absolutely critical. Well, we had a question that was not answered by a single solitary person. I received about 10, 9, 10, 11 emails or responses, and every single one was, no, Paul, I hate to admit it, in one way, shape, form, or another, they all said the same thing. I don't have a go bag and just never really kind of got around to doing one. So what I will do, I've marked on my uh, calendar to talk about the importance of a go bag at some point in time. I'll talk a little bit about checklists, and I'll talk about what a real go bag is, how you have multiple types in a go box. But I got to tell you, you know, you, I say this all the time. When you live in an urban area and you can go right around the corner to the convenience store or the bodega, there's no need to have anything in your uh, pantry because, oh, you know, I can just go down to the Subway, the Taco Bell, the Burger King. I can eat all the crap carbs. I can get all the crap sugars in my body. Oh, don't, I'll worry about exercising and eating natural at some point in time. And then you go nuts and become a vegan and you say, oh, that's the only way to go. And then pretty soon you want to kill all the cows, just like you want to get rid of all the gasoline-powered vehicles. And, oh, but, you know, we dropped a bomb on Nagasaki and Hiroshima, and they've never been able to repopulate those cities there. To this day, ghost towns, nobody lives there because of the atom bomb. Yeah, you know, I just got to tell you, I, I get it. You know, I get it. That's the way it is, right? I get it. No. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, it's something that we all need to remember. The greatest indicator of success really is, is the ability to see into the future. When you can see into the future you are much more successful. You'll find a way to not eat that extra bag of potato chips, drink that extra beer. You'll go out and do a walk. You know what? Paulie said I need to do some push-ups. <sighs> I hate doing them, but I'm going to do them. He said I need to lift some weights. I'm going to lift some weights. You're actually going to be nice to people instead of being a sourpuss. You've met those people. 
I've met them every single day. Nothing good to say. They come into the office. They don't have a damn thing to say to you. If you say, good morning, how are you? They look at you with that scowl. You've worked with people like that. God knows I've worked with people like that. I won't have them around me. Fortunately, I am the boss. You do what I say or you get the hell out of the the office. I'm not going to put up with your nonsense because as far as I'm concerned, you can go and get the hell out of here. Okay, with that being said, we're not going to talk about uh, go bags. Nobody responded other than the fact we ain't got them. But that goes to show you how everybody is dependent upon somebody else. It's that dependency on Big Brother. Oh, I'll get bailed out just because I got a Tesla, just because I got some kind of an electric vehicle. If I have to evacuate the state of Florida when the big one comes, well, they'll, 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 I'm sure there's going to be a way for me to, to recharge that vehicle. Some things are completely unachievable. You do realize that. The psychological manipulation If you have never heard of the Symbionese Liberation Army and Patty Hearst, look it up and then tell me that's not possible. This has been the Paul Truesdell Podcast, sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting. For more information about Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting, visit the website for the conglomerate of Truesdell Companies at truesdell.net or call the corporate offices for the Truesdell Companies at 212-433-2525. That's 212-433-2525. All rights reserved. Well, this is uh, by a fellow by the name of Harry James. Harry was born in uh, on March 15, 1916. He was a little bit younger than my mother and my father. And his works are now available in the public domain. He passed away in July 1983, a long, long time ago. My father outlived him by a long shot, so... He was an American musician, best known for his trumpet playing, and I played a trumpet years ago. I sucked. He didn't. Harry James led a big band from 1939 to 1946 during the World War II. This was very, uh, very popular guy. My mother and father used to do the uh, swing and dance to this, and they were married in 1939, and my dad went off to war. He uh, broke up the band for a very short period of time in 1947, reorganized it, and he worked until he died at age 67. Unbelievable. What a great, great musician. Harry James, he was uh, known among a lot of musicians. He had technical proficiency, amazing tone. He was influential on a lot of trumpet players like Al Hurt. And uh, you might remember uh, Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. A lot of people uh, followed him, and he uh, was an actor in a boatload of movies, including some just before he passed away. Harry was born in Albany, Georgia. And so for everybody who thinks Southerners are dumb, not so. Not so at all. 
He achieved his success primarily because his father put him on a very strict daily practice schedule and uh, he just simply gave him many, many pages to learn over and over and over. He drilled for skill. Kind of reminds me a lot of another band out of the Jacksonville area. Can you tell me who it is? It's Van Zant's band called Leonard Skinner. That wraps up, boys and girls. Get out here. Time to get back to work.